time for another Nebraska Prep Zone report. We are sponsored today by MD West One, Nebraska's most advanced sports medicine, orthopedics, neurosurgery, and spine care, covering greater Omaha for over 70 years. I'm your host, Jake Anderson, and joining me today is Stu Pospisil. How are you doing today, Stu? I'm good. I hope I don't choke you up today. <laughs> well, we had Mike Patterson on last week to check in halfway point of girls basketball. So I wanted to do the same for boys basketball. Um, and we've got some intriguing battles at the top of Class A and B. We do. And fortunately, most of these teams have gotten in 10, 11 games. So they are really at the halfway point of the regular season. And uh, we got to just try and keep doing what's been working to get us to the postseason. Definitely. And it feels this year different than others that most of these teams have already played. So we have kind of a good measuring stick of where they're at compared to each other. We do. Uh, the uh, the top of the top 10 still really has to go through another round of, of skirmishes in the Metro Conference. Um, you know, we haven't seen Miller North and Prep yet. Uh, Miller North and Central we get on Friday night. Bellevue West, Miller North probably the, the rematch everybody wants to see and can't is uh, January 29th. At, uh, I believe it's Miller North this year. Um, you know, normal years, they'd be shutting the doors at 530. This year, they won't be opening the doors to hardly anybody. Yeah. Well, let's dive right into it with Miller North and that rematch with Bellevue West. They, the Mustangs obviously won the double OT thriller in the Metro Holiday Tournament Championship um, before they faced Bellevue West. As you noted, they have Central on the 15th, and then they also have Prep on February 16th. So we'll see where the Mustangs are at. They're sitting 11-0 this year and a little bit different than last year. They haven't, they've for the most part avoided kind of those slow starts and flurry finishes against uh, some lower teams. Yeah, and they have to they have to keep the eyes on the prize that they didn't get last year. And I think they realize that uh, they are the target. They're, you know, that they don't bring a good game. Other teams will try and muster up their A game, and sometimes that's good enough. Um, you know, with with Miller North and Bellevue West, uh, you know, a, a rematch. You know, geez, uh, where do you start? I mean, you don't see St. Thomas gain another forty eight as he did this time. So where do some of those points go, um, you know, to, to, uh, keep the Mustangs on top Bellevue West, um, you know, uh, with Frankie Fiddler and, and Chucky Hepburn, uh, Greg Brown is, is kind of a interesting, um, dynamic as he gets accustomed to playing for the, the Thunderbirds. Yeah. You look forward to that descent or to that January 29th rematch, but there's so many games, in, including this week with uh, Bellevue West hosting Pius on Tuesday and Miller North um, uh, going to Central on Friday. And, and Central's not an easy place to play. Um, and Central was semi close against Miller North in the semis of the Metro and then prep. Uh, you know, Josh Luke, he's always going to have his team prepared. Uh, to play anybody. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to these next couple months. And, uh, you know, Pius right now is kind of the X factor, no pun intended. Um, you know, after Bellevue West, they don't really play anybody in the in high up in the top 10 the rest of the year. So, uh, you know, they figure to have pretty good wild card points. And 
you know, even should they lose to Bellevue West, if they have only one or two losses, will they break up that top four? Yeah, and let's let's jump to Bellevue West next. As you noted, they face Pius tonight. We're recording this on Tuesday. And then they have prep on the 30th and central on the 19th. And for these top two teams, especially, I mean, everybody is chasing that title in March. And so where they're at right now, doesn't really matter um, outside of district standings and wildcard points. But what is Bellevue West kind of not really coasting to March, but where, where are the Thunderbirds at right now? You know, I think they feel they're right on Miller North's heels, and but they can't let up either. They had a 23-point lead over at the Max shootout on Friday night against Abraham Lincoln in the third quarter, and with five seconds left, AL's taking a shot to tie the game. So, um, you know, it was a little, it, officiating was a little interesting there that night, uh, but, um, you know, that was probably a good wake-up call for Bellevue West that, Hey, again, good teams, you get 20 points up, you can't relax because there's enough talent on a lot of teams to, to make a run like that, especially at the three-pointer. And then this three through five, here's kind of where things get interesting to me. Creighton Prep is at three this week, and they were last week as well. They have a tough slate to end January, West Side, Papillion La Vista South, and Bellevue West, plus to end February, Miller North and Central, and, oh, yeah, a matchup with Papillion La Vista sandwiched in between. So I think we'll learn a lot about the Junior Jays. Well, and a, and a game with Rockers from Kansas City, which is always a good intersectional battle. So, yeah, the, the Junior Jays, uh, you know, press Bellevue West in the, in the Metro. Uh, you know, again, we're going to see this round robin uh, go again, you know, in the second half of the year. Um, you know, Justin City's going to um, uh, Morningside, and Luke Jungers um, is a junior with a lot of upside. But, uh, I think he needs to get the ball more often, be more assertive myself, and um, because he should be probably a 15 and 8 guy this year, and then really step up next year at 6'8. Um, and the Buckley Twins have, have done well. Um, you know, Prep is, is sitting there and you know, they and Central will have a good matchup uh, coming up. And with Central, um, you know, I, I think the the breakout player this year is Denham Johnson, from uh, who had transferred over from Benson, 6'1". Uh, I have heard stories through the years about uh, Ernie Britt, who um, played at Omaha Tech and at Nebraska and Southeast Community College, and then more recently has helped help, – go with the Nebraska Black Sports Hall of Fame and it's all-star game. Ernie was 6'1", played center for Tech. Denham Johnson must be this generation's Ernie Britt because at 6'1", he can just flat out jump out of the gym as a center, uh, shot blocks, dunks, uh, really exciting player. And with what Central had coming back, um, you know, they're they're right there in that uh, – on a given night, can they take down Miller North or Bellevue West? And then we've got uh, number five, Pius, that uh, watching them play Northeast the other night on, on Saturday, how they ball pressure is a lot like Bellevue West. So this Tuesday night meeting is going to tell us a lot about is, is Pius closer to the top four or is it closer 
to to the chasers in the Metro Conference, and we'll I will get a real good read uh, from that. And if, let's just take a quick look at the the second five. Uh, Papio's moved ahead of Papio South. Uh, Papio South's in a little bit of a a funk or slump or tailspin. Uh, as of this taping, they've lost three in a row, albeit to uh, two good teams and an upset loss to a Benson team that all in recent years has had Papio South's numbers. So just must be a bad matchup for the Titans. Um, Lincoln Southeast uh, might be the second best team in Lincoln. Uh, West Side's growing and Grand Island uh, moves in at number 10 this week. Uh, with Isaac Trout, who now has a Kansas offer. Um, the Jeremiah Slew, has, the coach there, has really get, done a good job bringing those other kids in who weren't starters last year, didn't really get a whole lot of playing time, meshing them with what Isaac can do. I'm eager to see them again. Yeah, I want to circle back to Pius real quick here. They, they've they only played seven games, um, given the Plus late start given the late, late start that Lincoln got, they may also of those top five teams have the easiest remaining schedule, but at seven and zero, they seem to be flying a little bit under the radar. You saw them last week. What's behind their success this year? Well, again, as I said, ball defense, uh, they, they are very, they actually are. It's not like they're intercepting passes. They're actually knocking the ball away from very good players. Kind of like what Chucky Hepburn will do with, with Bellevue West. Uh, they shoot it pretty well. Again, Sam Hastrider uh, has an Idaho offer, uh, 6'6 junior. Um, didn't do a whole lot offensively in the first half. Uh, second half kind of put the nail in the uh, Northeast Rockets, three threes in the third quarter to show his range. Uh, and they're deep. Um, uh, Brian Spitschka, uh, Pius's coach, played 10 in the first half. So they're deep. They can withstand some foul issues. Again, this this test with Bellevue West is going to tell us a lot about Pius and their chances going forward. And that's kind of the question that you noted when you when you saw them last week. Can they avoid a repeat of last season, a loss to Bellevue West, and then they faltered down the stretch, winning five of thirteen and missing the state tournament? Exactly, and I, I think this is a, a more mature group. Um, you know, obviously last year you're bringing in the Hoiberg twins, uh, which talent-wise makes them better, but that's also two positions that uh, kids may have uh, thought they'd be starting. I, I don't know what the chemistry issues were, but uh, it was certainly not the finish that um, the Thunderbolts won last year. I'm, I'm confident this year that um, uh, they will finish strong, regardless of what happens with Bellevue West, and that... Um, uh, they should be in the state turning field um, either as a district champion or as the one wild card. And let's move to Class B now. The number one there, Elkhorn Mount Michael, eight and one. The Knights have a win over the number three, number three team, Omaha Scott, to open the season, earning a little bit of revenge for last season's loss in the semifinals. Exactly, and Mount Michael went down to a showcase event at St. Joseph, Missouri on Saturday, uh, lost by two uh, to St. Joseph uh, Lafayette, I believe. Um, good ball team down there. Doesn't cost them in, in the Nebraska rankings because they're undefeated here. Um, you know, five five senior starters for the 
the Knights, uh, Derek Spooner started them as freshmen. This is their year. This is their chance. Um, you know, they had two two point games last week because they barely got out of their own gym with a, um, 50, 48 win over, um, then number, um, well, number six, Elkhorn. We thought one time that might be a number one versus number two matchup, and Elkhorn hit a stretch of, of four games against ranked teams. But they're going to be still in the mix, I believe, come March. Um, Elkhorn has shot uh, correctly, uh, ruled to come after the the buzzer at Mount Michael. But that's how close those two teams are. Um, Waverly just uh, avenged its holiday tourney loss to Norris, so they move up to two. Scott, I think um, I probably saw him at their ebb point at the um, Heartland Holiday Classic in Hastings where they got uh, uh, rolled over by Grand Island Central Catholic, uh, our C2 number one team. But it looks like Scott has put things together, and they're saying number three, Norris is four, Platteview with Connor Milliken uh, uh, is off to a nine and two start. Um, and then Elkhorn's number six at six and three. So Mount, Mount Michael was the five seed last year. Besides the obvious of just keep winning, are they in position or what do they need to do to earn a higher seed this year? Win out. <laughs> Besides the obvious. You know, again, I, I think B is just wide open. And, you know, uh, Mount Michael – is in a very truncated River City Conference, um, which is down to five teams after the Trailblazer Conference was formed and Ralston and Beatrice left the, the River Cities. Um, you know, I I think that, um, you know, let, let's say they get to the end of the regular season, 18 and three, they should in all likelihood uh, be in that top mix. Remember the class B and below you have no wild cards anymore. You got to win your district final, which is the top 16 in the wild card, basically, uh, after the, the sub districts going to the sub district winners. And then you fill out with the rest of the, the wild card standings playoff uh, to go to state. So, you know, it doesn't really matter what Mount Michael does, except maybe to get a more favorable draw in the, in the district final. Uh, you know, compared to class A where you certainly want to try and be the number one seed because you go to uh, districts and you're assured of going to state. Yeah. Waverly, as we noted, they, they have a tough February C1's Wahoo Newman. And then how about this four straight road games to end the season at Aurora at Elkhorn at Hastings and at Beatrice. There's some really odd scheduling. I again, I sometimes I just shake my head how teams like will have one home game out of their first ten or have eight home games out of their final ten. I, I don't. It, it, it's I, I've done scheduling before, and I could come up with better scheduling than what I see done by the athletic directors. I really could. <laughs> Uh, and then number three, Scott, they have the River Cities Conference Tournament coming up soon, which could feature a matchup with Elkhorn Mount Michael, plus a few other dates to circle, Pius on January 26th, Norris on February 9th, and Elkhorn on February 12th. That Norris game was um, postponed by COVID uh, in Mount Michael, so that that game uh, got shoved back to February. Um, 
you know, that'll be an interesting um, matchup. Jimmy Motes, new coach at Norris, won state title at uh, Sterling, former Creighton um, postseason hero. Um, came over from Columbus down to Norris, and, uh, you know, the, the Titans' first loss was against Waverly last week. But uh, I think Norris is going to be very much in contention to go to state. Yeah, definitely. And it's the thing that we noted before we started recording today, boys basketball in class B feels a lot like football this year, that it's wide open in football. We saw some lower seeds making it and in normal years would be termed an upset. And, and it was just kind of, okay, this is normal. So I think we could see a very interesting class B state field this year. I think you want to try and avoid being in the five, six, seven, eight hole when it comes to district finals. I, I think those top four will have a slight advantage and there's a pretty good middle of the pack in class B. What, uh, what are your other storylines to watch that we haven't talked about so far? Well, Auburn keeps rolling, uh, with its Wayne streak, which is now in the forties in C1. Uh, they leave the pack there, uh, big game with BRLD matchup of two-time defending champions out in Grand Island at the Heartland Hoops Classic on February 13th. Um, certainly one of the interesting games that day that doesn't involve um, Bellevue West or Miller North, which uh, uh, that day Oak Hill Academy is supposed to come in and play Miller North. Sunrise Christian is supposed to play Bellevue West. And those two teams, the, the out-of-staters, are to play in Hastings against each other on the Friday night before. So kind of a bonus plan for basketball junkies if, if the, the DHMs allow outside uh, spectators to a degree. Uh, again, I think we've got still wait and see what January brings as to, to what February looks like for crowd uh, accessibility. And, and certainly, um, you know, one of the stories we're going to be following is Will the state tourney look normal? Will the postseason look normal? Uh, what may have to happen? Well, we'll look forward to your coverage down the stretch and keeping everybody in the loop on the latest on boys basketball. Thanks for joining us, Stu. And until next time, thanks for listening. As the official team doctors for high school and college teams across greater Omaha, MD West One Sports Med doctors can get you back into the game stronger than ever. Meet the Sports Med team at mdwestone.com or call 402-390-4111.